Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering a classic. We are covering Alien from 1979. Megumi intensely requested that we do this one. Yes. (laughs) But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So I'm changing it up a little bit. And I am doing, it's by the brand Green Max. I literally went to uh, H Mart, which is a, an Asian supermarket, and bought boba milk tea powder mix. I mean, we all know what's in. It's like, yeah, I found a, a non-dairy. So it doesn't have any dairy in it. But non-dairy creamer, you know, black tea, milk powder, and cocoa powder, sugar, all of the things that aren't good for you. If it's not dairy, but it has milk powder, how does that work? Yeah, I just like, yeah, so it's really weird. The number one ingredient is non-dairy creamer, but then towards the bottom, it does say milk powder. So I guess it does technically contain dairy, but uh-huh. only a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I am doing a repeat <laughs> of Bigelow's chamomile vanilla with honey herbal tea. And it's got chamomile, natural vanilla, and honey flavors, and other natural flavors, and licorice root. Ooh, nice. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary for Alien, the crew of a commercial spacecraft encounter a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. IMDb for once has like a decent enough summary that's quick, <laughs> quick and dirty. Yeah. Uh, but entertainment. So I'll be interested to know Jess's rating for this. But for me, I did not grow up with this movie. Uh, my only exposure to this movie was after I had already moved out of my parents' house. But I remember initially. When I very first saw the movie back in the day, like 10 years ago, um, I wasn't too terribly impressed with it. But now rewatching the movie from a different lens, I appreciate it a lot more. So I would honestly give it a 7.75. I love the level of detail that they put in the sets. I love the and the effects in general, like this is more in the realism, but Just what they, the details and the creativity with like the alien and the different metamorphosis stages of it is really creative. And even though this is technically a sci-fi film, even though you know they're in a spaceship, it feels more like a horror film. Like It's a creature feature. Yeah, like it's dark, it's intense. You always have that sense of paranoia because you don't know where the alien is going to be. And, it, and then whenever you find out where the alien is, you're just, yes. especially in the end. Yes, it's like when you lose sight of a spider. <laughs> yeah, a very, very big spider. Very, very, very big, very, very deadly. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful, very powerful spider. 
Hell no, Buffy. <laughs> but yeah, the practical effects are like incredible. Like how the face hugger and the organs are like so moist. And I also love the level of detail after they oh and then the organs are like possible colors which is also like so it like feels more realistic and then i love the level of detail that they have where whenever they remove the guy's uh, helmet you saw the face hugger then take the time to squeeze harder because it had more room to then like wrap around his neck tighter it's like got a better grip yeah and the movie in general has some great tent scenes like the the swinging chains and then you see the tail coming down like (laughs) they took a lot of care and detail with this movie and you can you can see it and it just makes the movie all the better for it yeah so i can definitely appreciate this movie while this isn't going to be my ultimate favorite like go-to movie i definitely am going to continue to watch it over and over again so so I actually gave it a seven. Oh, and it's because this isn't my favorite in the franchise. Oh, I had seen it a few times growing up, but the one that we saw most often was Aliens, the sequel to this one. So yeah, I did see Aliens one, before I saw the first one. That one is my absolute favorite. <laughs> But this one is really, really good, and it's a solid movie in and of itself. It's This franchise is that rare, ultra-rare occasion where the sequel actually outdid the original. Which, like, it's been since I was a teenager since I saw the sequel, so this may, that makes me all the more excited to see the sequel. Yes. Someone please recommend the sequel. So I mean, we can do. We can watch it. This is uh, this is our podcast. We can watch what we want. But anyways, <laughs> we do what we want. We do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a a very good movie, despite it being from seventy nine. It doesn't always feel as old as it is. It's not quite as dated as a lot of other movies around the same time period. There's, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's mostly the cinematography itself. Like, you can tell from the film that they use that it was from that time period. But it's the rest of the effects are so decent that they hold up even today. Yeah, like, the the only thing that dated the movie for me was, like, the, cine- the certain shots, like what you mentioned, but also the... Um, the the ship itself the ship itself yeah. was very dated but there were some aspects of the ship yes like the computer screens and all the lights in the room where they uh type in talking to mother the ship's mm-hmm. I- iOS kind of the operating system yeah <laughs> so yeah and some of the um the software that they use definitely dates it a little bit but honestly, everything else seems plausible mm-hmm. and is kind of ambiguous as to the time period. Yeah. And I will add a comment on the cinematography, even though some of the shots were more common for that period and kind of date the movie. They were very careful with the cinematography, like they especially were. when they're all in the ship and it does very close up shot. It just makes you feel so like closed in. And mm-hmm. I am um, claustrophobic, 
And so the, the shots do a very uh, good job of making you feel a certain way in a scene. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more referring to that it's not as crisp yeah. as what you see today normally. Mm-hmm. But that being said, they also didn't make it quite as dark. Yes. Like visually dark. And I know that they do that on purpose these days, but... Stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it. Stop it. <laughs> we want to be able to see like they didn't do it as much back then because film was far less forgiving and being able to reshoot certain scenes would have cost a ton. So they had to be really, really careful with playing with darkness in older movies because a lot of times they only got one <laughs> one shot. Well, it's not so much that, and I don't think we've touched on this yet. I ended up like doing some digging on why movies are so dark, and it's it, it was literally the transition from physical film to to digital film. Um, so physical film, yeah, the the more light there was, the more detail is able to take in. So if they had a shot too dark, they could lose all of that detail, and then yeah. the film would be ruined. Um, so on that aspect, it was right, but. But I mean, they they would take multiple shots of the scene all the time. Like that was yeah. very common in films. It's more like the but usually special... it was all done in like the same day. Like if they found out days later that it was messed up, then they yeah. were kind of screwed. They weren't really able to go back and do it again. Is what yeah. I'm saying. And then with uh, digital film, uh, the reason why it's so dark nowadays is because digital film is able to pick up details that physical film couldn't. And also in the editing process, when they're adjusting colors, they're typically in a completely dark room just looking at the screen because they're like, oh, people will be in a theater. It'll be completely dark. So they're going to be watching this movie in the same setting. So they're really whenever they edit the films, they're really uh, nowadays are really taking into account more the theater experience and the at home experience, which is which sucks because it's like, yeah, in the theaters we could see, but in the majority of us don't have theater rooms where it's completely dark. Like, you know, yeah, and especially these days, not everyone was going to go to the theater to see a movie. Yeah. They're going to wait for it to come on some kind of streaming service. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to deal with the crowds or the cost. Cause lately tickets for the theater plus all the snacks and yeah. everything that goes with it is just outrageous. Crazy. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So most people are going to want to rather watch it in the comfort of their own home, in their comfy chairs with their blankets and their preferred snacks that didn't cost them an arm, a leg, and a firstborn, <laughs> and be able to pause it if they need to go to the bathroom yeah, or whatever. <laughs> they don't yeah. have all these distractions of people around them, kids kicking their chair from behind or cell phones going off yes. lighting up yeah because people are buttholes side view yeah because they don't turn them off or on silent like they should <laughs> yeah it's just a lot more comfortable of a setting to watch it at home yeah but they do make things the way that um for the optimal viewing experience which is typically the theater yeah, but for and it doesn't it, usually translate as well to our TVs at home because we all use different settings. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't think we had 
actually talked about that before. So just kind of filling mm-hmm. in the gaps for anyone that might be curious on why movies nowadays are so much darker. Yes. So, yep. Yes. But, but otherwise, um, again, you're able to see pretty much everything that's going on in the movie. You can feel that dread when you've seen the chain swinging and then suddenly there's a tail that kind of drops down and swings a little bit with it. Or you hear noises like it, the almost hissing noise that it makes mm-hmm. when it's breathing and they turn and it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are some silly scenes though. Like whenever it there's pops out of the guy's stomach and then like run. That one like, ah! every time. <laughs> every single time. I, I'm not entirely sure why, but that scene every single time I watch it gets me every time and I am dying rolling around laughing hysterically it is funny it just it's just stupid I think it's because it's like almost on a stick kind of thing yeah and, it, and the way it turns and everything it's almost like a muppet running really fast it really is and then it's screaming at the same time <laughs> it really is. that's honestly one of the silliest scenes ever in the movie, everything else is pretty decent. Like, even in the scene itself, their reactions to what's going on mm-hmm. and what's happening other than the alien itself that just drives me to hysterics is really, really good. And they do a great job with it. Mm-hmm. But that one, that one aspect of the scene every <laughs> single time <laughs> just gets me. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's also a couple of things that they used as they were choices <laughs> that we'll get to in the realism that detracted a little bit from the entertainment for me, just because it takes you out of the the movie mindset and makes you wonder why in the heck did they choose that? <laughs> that was a choice, but like. I feel like there could have been something else that could have been used instead, but we'll get to that later. Um, The interactions between the different characters were varied and interesting. The characters themselves didn't really run together. Like you could tell them apart. They had distinct personalities and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could tell them apart. Yeah. They were actual individuals, which was nice. Um, the entire movie would not have happened if they had just listened to the smart lady yeah. about quarantine. For real! Yeah. I know movies got a movie, though. And this was a big point, so... Well, and since she's a survivor, she's probably, like, cussing like a, in her head. Like, if they had only listened to me! <laughs> if they had only followed protocol! This whole thing would have been perfectly fine. We all would have been perfectly safe, minus this one person, most likely. But he died anyway. He would have died regardless. Mm -hmm. So everyone else would have been perfectly fine and safe, and we would have been on our way home. But no, no, don't listen to me. Don't follow procedure that we all signed off on and were trained on. This is fine. Yeah. there were some some dumb decisions, but on the whole, they acted fairly rationally and logically, and I appreciated that. Like, they weren't complete idiots. For the most part, yeah. 
for the most part. They they made a couple of dumb decisions, but um, they were ones that were I could still easily see being made yeah. by some people. Um, and they tried to find a like the best plan possible, best safest plan possible, and stick to it. And they just adjusted as they went. Yeah. And when that fell apart, then they're like, okay, backup plan. Let's do this. <laughs> so that was nice. They didn't just completely panic except for one character in one specific scene. So that was nice. Um, and again, that one character panicking in that situation, unfortunately, is believable. So it didn't really detract too much from the. It was frustrating. But it didn't detract too much from the entertainment. Didn't take you out of the movie mindset. Um, I really liked the the reveal on the android. Yeah. That was a nice twist. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's obvious nowadays, but it was a nice twist, especially for that time. And they played it really well, and the effects were done really well for it. Yeah. So I really liked that. And uh, everything else again is is great it holds up even today yeah and on the android i'm coming out i thought it was so refreshing that they didn't go with the the stereotypical like oh you know pull them apart and there's metal like there is like yeah you could tell it wasn't a human but it's not like you could be like oh that's technology like they're yeah, more no, creative with it fluids and things yeah now it's all synthetic still but he's much more lifelike than what they typically do today. Yeah, it made you it made made it more believable that they couldn't tell it was an android. Yes, absolutely. So, but that's what I got on entertainment for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping we'll get to some of the others later. Yes. <laughs> so for realism, this one this one's a toughie because uh, I wrote a three, but now I'm like rethinking that maybe that's a little bit too harsh. I'll bump it up to like a 3.5 because it's like there are like a few things that I'm just like, no. So like, so I can see them getting a mysterious transmission and wanting to check it out. Because if you're if you if you had the opportunity to help someone, you know, you want to try and see what's going on. And I, I can see the guy that lets the, the crew back in to try and help the guy, especially like if you've, you know, had the same crew for a number of years, you got to know these people, you don't want to see anyone that you've maybe gotten close to being stuck, stuck on a ship uh, for a while, like die, like that would, you know, that would suck. But, um, but the one thing that I'm like, I, I think it's not like that realistic is, you know, I would think that he would have a much harsher punishment for breaking protocol because it was essentially his, I mean, they didn't know that at the time, but it's essentially his action that caused almost the whole crew to die. And while they didn't know that was going to happen, they need to treat it like his action is going to cause the death of the crew. So I'm just surprised that there wasn't like some sort of protocol on, Oh, if someone breaches that, then this is what needs to happen. Uh, Cause it, it, recall the science officer that did that or the captain, I think it's the science no, officer. 
because, because he was the android and he needed the thing on board anyway. That's that was true. His directive. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but but either way, like the punishment, I felt like it, it felt like a slap on the wrist. It was, even though it was like a super crucial thing that shouldn't have yep. been done. Um, I I felt like the fact that the alien had multiple stages in life was pretty accurate. I mean, um, the fact that it was like so insect-like, it did make a lot of sense for it to have those stages. Um, and the the stages were really interesting too, where it's like it started off parasitic. But then it comes off and is like its own thing, um, which is accurate to uh, some insects and animals that oh, yeah. we have on Earth. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting that they took a realistic concept and they just made it their own thing, which was really cool. Um, another thing that I'm like, I I don't know if that would be such a great idea is them as much as much as I love cats. I don't think it would be a great idea for them to have a cat on a ship because if anyone has owned a cat, they know that cats can squeeze in very tight, small spaces. And in a ship, not only is that dangerous for the animal itself, but that could also be dangerous to the crew because if the cat, I mean, we all know like a cat will jump up on a counter and like break something. Well, what if the cat did that and it uh, caused a cord to like come undone or something at like something super crucial and important. Like, uh, yeah. Like it's not a keyboard. Yeah. Like to be honest, I, in this case, I'd be like, it'd probably be a better idea for them to have like a larger dog or, you know, just, or, or not an animal at all. Preferably. Yeah. I feel like an animal at all is probably a bad idea. Yeah. Especially like, Yeah. Yeah, just doesn't doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. Um, speaking of animals, Navi just failed to jump on my lap. She jumped up and missed, and I just see her like sliding off. <laughs> you want to try again? But <laughs> oh my god, that was that was too good. Um, the cat forgot how to cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because she went to jump up and one of her arms hit my desk, which, you know, there's no traction for her to grab onto. So she, she just slid. Cat EXE has failed. Yep. But, um, went into an error. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, uh, and I, uh, I thought the dynamic between the android and the humans was really interesting. And the fact that androids are uh, considered like the, like humans and androids are opposing sides. I feel like that's pretty realistic um, because if, you know, robots end up being like so smart that they're like their own entity you know, I know there's like a lot of theories on like, oh, well, they probably wouldn't want to be on a human side because humans are shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's like I could so, with that android in particular, it wasn't about sides. It was mm -hmm. following orders. Yeah. From a company that they worked for, that they all worked for. That's true. That's true. So that's fair. Um, it was a very cold, logical thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that 
Um, it could be used against the, what am I trying to say? The fact that it could have like a different prerogative versus the, the yes. crew. Um, but I know there's probably things that uh, I missed. But uh, also, I will say it's always really weird that ships have self-abort abilities where they like blow them the ships up self-destruct like, yeah so yeah self-abort so <laughs> self-destruct <laughs> abilities because i can understand yeah, can suicide themselves <laughs> like i can understand maybe in like a, a military ship or like a scientific ship where if they accidentally run into something that could be very bad if it got back to humanity then yeah but is a a commercial spacecraft like what are they going to run into where it would need a destruction button well they're yeah it's a company ship it's not just like a a pleasure ship kind of thing so they were out doing actual work and if they're going to various planets that could potentially pick up something that they didn't know was there, then it would make sense. Just as a safety precaution that the ships are all equipped with self-destruct. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, see, because I'm sure that those ships are probably billions of dollars. Uh, I mean, the, the hell, the spaceships nowadays, which there's not as many, so maybe like if they know how to mass produce spaceships, then they're not as expensive. But it just seems like a very extreme thing to have on a ship. Because it's like, worst case scenario, you could like just seal it up and have it be floating in space and whatever's in there is just trapped forever. But um, I don't know. Yeah, but then someone else comes across it and the whole process starts over again. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I kind of mixed so... on the self-destruction thing. Like I can see it being useful in very extreme cases, but at the same time, it's like, well, it would have cost them money to program it, to be able to do that. And it's like, would they really have wanted to spend that kind of money? Cause we all know corporations like <laughs> they yeah. want to cut corners where they can. Yeah. But anyways, but I can see it being like a um, regulation kind of thing. True. Like it's standard on everything just yeah. to be safe. So, um, yeah, that I can see, and yeah. I can I believe it should be a very important safety feature of any ship that goes out somewhere that is not normal for us. <laughs> yeah, so. but that's all I got for realism. So I give it a three point five. Hey, yeah, um, the interactions and everything there the reactions to things happening, the decisions that they make, make it feel very real. Mm -hmm. And even the, the effects and the sets that they use and everything while a little bit dated for some of it still feels very real today. Mm -hmm. Like the slime that they use on the alien. Yeah. It's so well done. It's gross, but it's so well done. Yeah. That you're just completely immersed in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Um, things that kind of take you out of the story are things like the Christmas lights on the bottom of the ship. <laughs> Which I didn't landing. even notice until just said something. I'm like, oh. It was toward the beginning of the movie. So, and it was 
a very small scene, but I was laughing pretty hard when I realized what I was seeing. <laughs> it was a choice. Um, I feel like something else could have been chosen instead that might have worked a little bit better. But <laughs> Christmas lights are cheap. <laughs> So, you know, whatever works and whatever you got on set, I guess. Um, the fact that the guy didn't at least back away a little bit from the egg when it opened is confusing to me. <laughs> like, I feel the normal reaction would be to, like, back up and be like, what in the hell is that? I, I don't like that. Yeah. Don't like that because bad things happen on unfamiliar planets when eggs open i would imagine so your cat is so cute <laughs> she's enjoying her herself her <laughs> <laughs> um the fact that they didn't listen to proper quarantine procedures i get the other crew members that are with him are in the mindset of we need to save him we need to help him and the science officer that let them in, again, was the android that was under directives from the company to get the unknown entity on board and bring it back for analysis. But no. <laughs> um, even if that had happened, I feel like they wouldn't have left the planet completely without the repairs being fully made, because that would have caused more issues than anything. Mm-hmm. And they also should have been running more tests and scans on the guy after he came to. Mm -hmm. Like when the thing was off his face. Finally. Mm -hmm. It was clearly doing something. Yeah. So why not run every test ever <laughs> before letting him even out of the room? Because you don't know what the thing does. And it was attached to his face for hours. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Um, and I get that the science dude was trying to take over most of the aspects of of that, of his care and and monitoring and everything. But if if Ripley felt as strongly as she did, which she she was upset that they didn't follow quarantine procedures because it puts everybody at risk. So she was rightfully angry, mm -hmm. but why wouldn't she insist on other tests being done or someone else being in the room with science officer android dude, <laughs> if nothing else for backup? Yeah. Well, plus, like, now that I think about it, it's a huge liability issue that the company wanted to bring the alien on board yes. in the first place, because it's like, if it kills their crew, then their families can sue the company. Potentially. They considered they it at that out. time acceptable loss because the potential for analyzing it and weaponizing, especially the creature, there's a huge potential for profit. And even if they couldn't weaponize it, if there's many animals that are on our own planet that no. we've used for medicinal purposes. Animals? Yes. Like what? We've used the venom from different things. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we've also studied different nervous systems and everything that we were able to use that knowledge for medical practices yeah. for humans. Yeah. So there's a lot of different potential for profit there, not just military. I guess organ but medical. plants too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. So 
<laughs> I can see how the crew themselves, and there's not that many, there's a handful of them. So from that standpoint, as cold as it is, I can see that happening. And the ship basically flies itself. And if the android is able to, you know, not be stalked by the alien thing, he could probably have flown the ship himself. Yeah. There would have been no real reason for the alien to go after him because he was synthetic. Now, that's not to say the alien would be able to tell the difference. But logically speaking, it might have maybe smelled a difference. Yeah, yeah And so. not have eaten him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, again, the reaction to the, the chest-bursting alien was accurate. <laughs> the alien itself was hilarious. <laughs> And it looked like it was just on a rotating stick or something. And then just <laughs> down the hall with its tail just kind of like flopping everywhere behind it. That was that was great. <laughs> but the reactions to it. Yeah. Like the actual reactions of, oh my god, this guy is now dead. Something just came out of him. This is not yeah. normal. What the hell is going on? This is awful. Yeah. Those were good. <laughs> yeah. And accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the reactions um, to this movie are pretty good. So when the thing is loose on the ship, they're supposed to stay in contact with each other. So when the guy goes off on his own to check something, why does he not radio the others about him finding a shed skin and that's the location true. of said shed skin? Because that's a sign that it was in that area fairly recently. Yeah. Also, it's probably now a little bit bigger because it shed its skin. Yeah. This is kind of important info that you might want to tell your crew about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the reveal on the Android was really nice and the effects that they used for it were fantastic. I wish more movies did it like this instead of just metal. This was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Messy. But refreshing. <laughs> and the effects for everything else, again, were were rock solid. I'm glad that they didn't try to use CG for a lot of it. And that they actually, once it was big enough, they actually had like a dude in a suit. Like, it works really, really well. It wasn't mm-hmm. just animatronics. It wasn't just CG. It was really, really well done. And there was a lot of care and thought that was put into it. Yeah, and it's like the alien, no matter what stage of the alien, it's like intimidating. Because I know a lot of the yeah. times, like, they'll, they'll start, a creature will start off intimidating, and then as they show more of it, you're like, oh, but in this one, even in its full form, you're like, I would be shitting my pants. Yes. And especially, like, at the end when you see that it was, like, up in the ship, it was it's like, holy crap. up. In a little cubby by a bunch of other cords. Yeah. Like, holy Just shit. Just when you think that you've gotten away from it and it's okay and you're safe. Nope. There it is. There's the big scary thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. Like, many other movies, the more you see of the big bad, the less scary it is. With this one, there is a clear and present danger every single freaking time you see it. Yeah. And your stomach just drops and you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't. This is a problem. And they don't overdo it either. Like they do, they yeah. have a very nice uh, 
balance of like showing you the creature but also like keeping the tension high so whenever you do see the creature you're like oh no shit's about to go down (laughs) this is a problem yeah yes so um it's a very very solid first movie to the franchise again i really hope we'll get to more of these later down the road um hopefully sooner rather than later but we will see (laughs) it's not the best in the franchise in my opinion but it is a solid foundation for it mm-hmm. so it's worth at least one watch yeah like it, if you keep hearing about alien and you haven't watched it yet uh definitely give it a watch yeah there's a lot of things that this movie does right for sure i wish a lot more movies nowadays continued to yes refer <laughs> off of if only. <laughs> yep. But thank you so much for joining us today and let us know what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. And of course, if you'd like to keep up to date with our content, you can find our link tree listed below. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring and a PayPal donate button if you'd like to support us monetarily. You can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.